Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 1916. That was the year that outreach to Lutheran students began here at Purdue. Enrollment was 1,600 students, and five of those students were Lutheran. Therefore, Pastor Schmidt of St. James Lutheran Church in Lafayette decided to start a Concordia Club for those Lutheran students. The Concordia Club purchased a house on University Street that became the Lutheran Fraternity of Beta Sigma Psi. By 1945, Purdue enrollment increased to 3,500 and a number of those students were Lutheran. At the same time, World War II ended and soldiers were coming home, and St. James Lutheran was growing as a result. Therefore, the time that Pastor Schmidt was able to devote to the students was beginning to dwindle. So the Central District of the LCMS, in cooperation with St. James, not wanting our Lutheran students to go astray, decided to call a full-time pastor to serve the students here at Purdue. Pastor Preach Weber was installed as the full-time student pastor on August 5, 1945. And with his installation, plans were already in process to move from the storefront ministry on Northwestern Avenue to a building that was built solely for the purpose of receiving God's good gifts that come to us through his son. In February of 1946, property was purchased at the corner of Chauncey and State Street. By 1950, they had the groundbreaking ceremony for the church that we sit in today. In June of 1950, the cornerstone was laid, and in January of 1951, the first service was held right below us in the basement of this grand structure. And finally, on April 29, 1951, the dedication service for the chapel was held right here in this sanctuary. Since that time, countless students have heard the saving word of Christ within these four walls. People have come to know Christ for the first time, and Lutheran students, beginning their journey on their own, matured in their word as they had an opportunity to take on church leadership roles. And amazingly, since the first minister was called here, there have only been four senior pastors. After Preach Weber retired, Pastor Raymer, the chief, was called and installed September 21, 1958. The library furnishings and many of the books that, there that were purchased, they were purchased with memorial monies that were given in his honor. Pastor Lynn Padal was brought on to assist Pastor Raymer in February 1976. And upon Reverend Raymer's retirement, Pastor James Barton, who is with us today, 
was installed as the senior pastor in 1989. He served all the way to the end, the last day of uh, of January 2013. Then in the 2014, God so willed it that I would be serving the students here with the word of God. Many other pastors, secretaries, laypeople, and ministers have helped in ways that cannot be recalled in this sermon. Many of them are sitting before me today. And through all of this, the purpose of University Lutheran Church remains the same. Quoting from University Lutheran's dedication pamphlet, basically the only purpose that this all-student Lutheran assembly, the purpose of this assembly is to preach Jesus Christ, the crucified and risen Lord, who alone is the Savior and the Shepherd of all mankind. From these words, we see that it has always been about Jesus, from the first day to this day. Christ is our cornerstone. On him alone we build. With his true saints alone, the courts of heaven are filled. On his great love, our hopes we place of present grace and joys above. St. Peter directs our hopes to Jesus when he writes, Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. I don't know if any of you have ever seen newborn infants, but believe it or not, at one time, that is what all of us in this room were. When we were hungry, our cries would turn to our mothers. I have a nursing infant at my home right now, My daughter, Adeline, longs for her mother about every two hours. (laughs) And at these moments, at these moments, nothing or no one else will do. I can pick her up, but I cannot stop her crying when she needs her mother. And as soon as her mother walks into the room, Her cries diminish, for now she knows she will be satisfied. Mothers are essential, and that is why they're celebrated on this day. For you mothers out there today, happy Mother's Day. And that is why St. Peter has us remember our mothers every time we read the passage above. But he uses an infant's longing for the gifts that only his mother can bring to show that this is the way we are to long for Jesus. He alone brings us what we need, peace with God. In Jesus, all things hold together, whether heaven or earth, making peace by the blood of his cross. Peter continues, And as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. 
That is what Jesus is. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. The whole church, that is you and I and all believers, we rest on the cornerstone that is Jesus. We were called by name in baptism. Some of you may have been called by name right here. And then you have been placed by God, the master builder, right on Jesus' shoulders. Take away Jesus, the whole church crumbles. It cannot stand. But take away anything, everything else. The church stands, for Jesus remains. Built on the rock, the church shall stand even when steeples are falling. Surely in temples made with hands, God the Most High is not dwelling. We are God's house of living stones built for his own habitation. He, through baptismal grace, us owns, heirs of his own salvation. Were we but two, were we but two, yet he would deign with us to dwell with all of his grace and his favor. You see, Jesus is the hope of the church. He is the hope of the church located here at University Lutheran. He is the same yesterday. He is the same today, and he is the same forever, no matter what happens along the way. Some of you are graduating this weekend, and there are many changes about to happen. And the mothers of graduates here today have seen many changes and transitions throughout their child's life. They have seen their children grow, and they have even though they prepared them, wondered, even though they prepared them the best they can, wondered, is this kid going to make it? <laughs> there is still worry about the unknown. The transitions of life are not the only things that we as an assembly are thinking about here today. University Lutheran Church at 100 South Chauncey as all of you know, is preparing for a move to 460 Northwestern. Some of you are excited about this change. Some of you are disappointed. Some are frustrated and some are just confused. But through all changes, whether we are excited, upset, or uncertain, it can feel as though we are standing on shifting sand. There was a point when Jesus' disciples felt as though everything was falling apart. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, the disciples were about to go through a change that they were terrified to embark on. If they understood Jesus correctly, 
They thought that they were about to lose their leader. And this made them think that their whole reason for living was about to fall apart. But they didn't understand that the same Jesus who would die was dying for our forgiveness. Moreover, he would rise on the third day to the glory of the Father. His death would pay for their sins. His death would give them peace that they did not have. And his resurrection would give them the hope of eternal life that cannot fail them no matter what changes they face in this world. In the disciples' fear, frustration, and confusion, Jesus said to them, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. As each fall rolls around, I tend to talk to more than a few mothers who are troubled about their children leaving home to enter the scary world of college. And as graduation comes to a close this year, I have talked with students who are troubled and worried about the future. I'm sure there are many more nervous students that I have not talked with as well. And I have talked with many people who were troubled about the sale of this church building and the congregation's move to Northwestern. This world is a hard place, and we all have serious troubles. Nothing seems to last. Everything seems to change. I feel it. You feel it. This whole world is shifting sand. But Jesus says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. You see, Jesus is not afraid of any of the things that trouble us. He has conquered the world's greatest fear, death. When he died upon the cross, and when he rose from the when he rose from death, sorry, when he rose from the grave, death has lost its sting. And all who believe in Jesus receive peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. On the same night that Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled, he also said this, take eat, this is my body. Take drink, this is my blood, shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Do you know what Forgiveness does for the guilty heart. It sets them free. The things that trouble us, God can use for the glory of his will. In fact, the Bible says, and we know that for those who love God, all things, that's not 50% of the things, that's not 90% of the things, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. In other words, God works all things in this life to call people unto himself. 
Those people whom he saves, they love him. And they recognize that he used everything that they went through in this life to bring them to the point where they would receive his love for them in Jesus Christ. God uses everything in this world to save people who Jesus died for. He worked everything out in your life to bring you to the waters of holy baptism and to bring you to the very place where you could hear Jesus say, I forgive you. I love you. Eat, drink, receive all that I am and all I have done. Where there is fear, I replace it with hope. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God who sent me and believe in me who laid down his life for you. Jesus continues, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. Jesus has been with students at Purdue at St. James Lutheran Church. Jesus has been with the students at Purdue at an ice cream shop on Northwestern Avenue. Jesus has been with the students at Purdue at 100 South Chauncey. He is here with us today. He will be with us tomorrow at his ministry, as this ministry moves to Northwestern Avenue. Jesus will be with his people if that building falls apart. Our trust is not in the cornerstone right over there. No, Christ is our cornerstone. He is also the builder. And the place that he is preparing will never perish. It is a place in heaven where nothing ever dies and where nothing will ever trouble us again. I look forward to tomorrow for this reason. I know that Jesus will lead his church one step closer to that final day when he will return for all of us who believe in him and take us to heaven. Although I am sad, and I am, that this building is to, is to be taken down, is that it will cease to be a place where Jesus brings his word and sacrament. I am thankful that he will be using the new Yulu building at 460 Northwestern for that very purpose. The church gathers wherever the bridegroom is present, and I am so thankful that he has been present at Purdue for over a hundred years. And I know that he, will be con that he will continue his presence here as long as two or three are gathered in his name. He made us a promise, and therefore our hearts are not troubled.
in a world where everything changes. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.